a former Louisville church is getting a new use. Plus, Quills has a new location. Plus, the Louisville Zoo is selling a train. Plus, Kroger is backing off a $24 million project. Man, there's a lot going on. We'll chat about all of it next on the Access Louisville podcast. Thanks for joining me. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Chris Larson. Hey, hey. Ellie Tolbert. Hi. And Jason Thomas. What it is. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news mixed with plenty of sharp opinions on what's going on here in Louisville, Kentucky. First, let's go to church. Uh, Ellie, you just wrote about a, a former Louisville church that is getting a new use. Uh, where's that at? Um, yeah, so it's the former the former Third Lutheran Church. Um, it's at in, on Frankfurt Avenue, and it's uh, turning into a space dedicated to office suites. Mm-hmm. So um, it's like 12 office suites that can be leased out by, you know, either individuals who are just looking for office space or businesses who want to, you know, maybe are primarily online and work in a small space. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like a easy hybrid type of environment. So, yeah, for sure. And, uh, we got pictures of it on, uh, on lobelbusinessfirst.com. You want to check that out. Um, the developer behind this is Mo Delju, uh, which I think if you're plugged into the real estate scene here in Louisville, you'll know who that is. But if not, Ellie will tell you right now, what are some of the, uh, uh, projects that he's involved in elsewhere? Uh, yeah. So his, one of his big ones was Nulu marketplace, which, um, I opened this past April, I think. Um, and it's kind of a mix of retail and restaurants and, um, stuff like that. And um, so that was his big one there. Mm-hmm. He did another one with Hilltop Theater. It was an old building out on Frankfurt Avenue too, um, that he, you know, redeveloped and turned into a, uh, it was a restaurant and now it's um, the offices for Kentucky select properties, I think. So, right. Right. And, and um the new Lou marketplace and fantabulous development. Um, if I may make up a word, uh, I really like, um, and, uh, the, the hilltop, um, what's it, what did you call it again? The hilltop theater? Hilltop theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's also a great space. Uh, I hadn't been there. I don't think since Mo took it over, but, uh, great space. Um, joining the show here, uh, a late edition is Shay Van Hoy. Uh, he's the, uh, uh, editor here at, at Louisville Business First, and he's jumping on. How you doing, Shay? Hey, I came in to ruin the day. No, nah, quite <laughs> all right. We're glad to have you. Um, and kind of a bigger cast here today, just because uh, there's so much going on, and I uh, figured uh, figured it'd be good to have you jump on. So welcome. Um, Ellie was just talking about the uh, the the church that uh, uh, is being redeveloped in Clifton. It's in Clifton, right, Ellie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called yeah. Clifton Commons. You should probably yeah. put the name in there. <laughs> yeah, Clifton Commons um, being redeveloped. I, I guess um, 
Shay, since you're late, I'm just going to throw you right under the bus here. Uh, do you think we're see- like, it seems like we're seeing a lot more of these kind of co-working spaces. I mean, is that just me, Shay, or do you think that is something that we're going to continue to see more of just because of the pandemic and the way things have changed? Yeah, um, I think that, you know, I had an interesting conversation. I know, David, you've also met with him recently, but um, Bill Shorey, who left Wave to start his own communications company, I met with him and um, uh, an employee at their office, which is in Logic in um, Gateway to Nulu. And he was like, you know, we were looking around for space and like this ended up being perfect because we've got, he's got like his own office, but then they have kind of a shared desk for like collaboration. But then Mm -hmm. also, you know, they have a coffee shop there. You have like a kitchen with snacks. You've got um, possible clients coming in and out of that building. So um, I think, you know, he was like, this is perfect for, for us. At least right now we don't need our own space. And this actually allows for us to collaborate better. Um, one of their clients is actually in their building so they could just like walk down the hall and meet with them. So I think, yeah, I think more and more of that is going to happen because we're not, um, you know, just like us, when we kind of more fully go back to the office, we're not going to be going back five days a week. So, right. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. Um, and I've, I love that space that uh, you were talking about there in Nulu. Um, it's, it's, you know, kind of a hybrid, like you said, office coffee shop, uh, you know, just a place you can meet with clients. Yeah, I think you're right. I, th- I think there's going to be more. That's kind of the way real estate, office real estate seems to be going is kind of these uh, really open um, uh, kind of things where you're not maybe as committed as you were like uh, to a long-term lease and, uh, you know, this this X amount of square footage and that sort of thing. And, you know, you're kind of leasing a furnished office and uh, and going off that. Uh, and I really like it. I really like the variety. Uh, we've talked about the WeWork documentary plenty of times on this show. Uh, great documentary. If, if you're, if you're into business and real estate and, yeah, and, cool. you know, yeah, exactly. And just like that kind of cult of personality, um, kind of character. That's a great documentary, but, um, this begs the question, David, you and I and Shay, you talked about it a couple of days ago, you know, what's going to happen with these massive, you know, office buildings downtown or not. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's happening with these massive, uh, my, my suggestion is indoor bungee jumping, you know, clear out the middle and then you can do like some indoor bungee jumping ranges and these things. Rock but like, and... I don't have a real suggestion. Yeah. Rock climbing. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I... That's <laughs> Why not make it into a original diehard theme park? Take one of them and just like oh, you get to experience yeah. the diehard movie. Yeah, crawl around in some ducks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, want... uh... <laughs> I mean, does it culminate with you pushing someone off the building? <laughs> like, Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you determine how the story ends. Yeah, it's choose your own adventure. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're making jokes, but like, you know, I don't know what the future is for big, tall office towers, but it seems like stuff like what Model Zhu is developing, these kind of co-working spaces and, and you know, very kind of um, community-driven kind of things, that like, that's what's popular now. So I had um, a, uh, David, I have to interject a story. One, a commercial real estate broker this week in town told me that basically there's 700,000 square feet of uh, office tower space that's available right now. And he's like, uh, so basically take 400 West market and make that vacant. And that's the amount of space in the office towers that are up for lease. Um, And he's like, meantime, people are bidding, um, tenants are bidding for 
uh, industrial space, like like home buyers are uh, for home sellers. So they're like, we'll give you more than what you're asking for this office for this industrial space because they're it's so in demand. So it's kind of just I think right. I think that's true across the country, but it's extreme in Louisville with the logistics and and warehouse space needed. Yeah, and and we're going to talk about the industrial sector a little later with this Kroger project, but. Uh, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, uh, and downtown office space in particular, I mean, it's, you know, a lot of companies, um, have, well, I won't say a lot of companies, some companies have moved out of, of downtown, uh, and downtown office towers, uh, in order to embrace this kind of space that, you know, we're talking about here today. So, uh, there's less demand for space because people are working more from home and uh, in Louisville in particular, um, there's less demand, I think, for downtown space because of the challenges that downtown has seen over the last year or, well, year and a half now, I guess it's been. So um, anyway, uh, I said this today when I was having uh, coffee, this would all be fascinating if it wasn't happening to us, <laughs> you know, if it was <laughs> happening to someone else, but uh, but it's, you know, kind of tragic that it's happening uh in Louisville, not 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 the the new type of space demand, but you know these you know big challenges for downtown. Uh, so shifting gears here a little bit. Speaking of community, Ellie, you just wrote about um, uh, Quill's Coffee going uh, finding a new spot. Uh, where is it going? Um, it's going in the Lyric at Norton Commons. So that's a seventy eight million dollar development um, in Norton Commons that isn't finished yet i think Mm -hmm. it it's all supposed to be finished in uh kind of like later in the year uh maybe early 2022 Mm -hmm. but um so yeah so it's going in there it'll be the six quills location and um yeah it's kind of a mixed use residential and retail development so and and they said community uh was a big reason they went there was because they kind of had that built-in community with norton commons and uh also they like the business mix out in, in the lyric uh development mm-hmm. what did he mention the yoga six studio and uh um, yeah and the bourbon bar um oh, watch yeah. proper I think watch hill proper called. watch yes. hill proper yes that's a very norton commons bourbon bar kind of name so uh <laughs> Sounds like a, it's like a cw or wb show from the like late 90s early 2000s it like, does but i think it's, it's it's the watch that does that because you're like watch hill proper tonight at 7 p.m <laughs> so um yeah it sounds like dawson's creek or something but uh, uh throwback reference for you there but uh, yeah interesting quills uh they and and ellie i'm i'm challenging you here they have a couple other places under development as well j-town and where else did you say yeah there was they well they have one open in indianapolis they have a um J-Town, they're opening their J-Town location, so that one's not open yet either. Um, and then they're moving their St. Matthew's location to Morris Point, which okay. is um, just another development in St. Matthew's. So, yeah. they ha- yeah, they have a few projects that are happening right now, yeah. um, moving one and then t- opening two. So Look out, uh, look out, Heine Brothers, this new challenger uh, <laughs> in town, so... Uh, all right. Well, interesting stuff there. We'll switch gears here. Talk about this uh, uh, development that we've referenced a couple of times here with Kroger. Chris uh, Kroger had a twenty-four million dollar uh, pharmacy development, but it's calling it off, right? 
That's right. And this is a project that even had economic incentives tied to it from the Kentucky Economic Development Financial Authority. About a year ago, uh, Kroger received a preliminary approval for $400,000 in tax incentives for a project that uh, would have expanded its local capacity for its pharmacy prescription filling service. Mm-hmm. I'm reading that from uh, you know from the documents, but pretty much you know, expand their their capability to to fill the demands for their pharmacies in the Louisville area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there were jobs tied to this too, right? That's right. You know, and a lot of you know this economic development work uh, at the state level is meant to try to foster you know jobs that you know will you know let uh, you know political types say, hey, look at all this great stuff that we're doing for you, but also you know, kind of the more, uh, you know, established, you know, folks that work in this space, you know, want to try to see their uh, state succeed. There were 61 new jobs, you know, there, this was already an existing operation that already employed people, but 61 new jobs where the hourly wage, including benefits was about $20 an hour. Yeah. Uh, and Kroger didn't say exactly why this was being called off. I guess you hadn't heard, uh, heard from him since you, you had called him yesterday and we initially did the report. No, haven't heard back from them on this. So we don't really have an explanation on, you know, why exactly this is. Um, The whole reason that we even know about this in the first place is us uh, trawling through public documents from KEDFA. Their board met last week and apparently the staffers covered with them, you know, what organizations had previously received approvals for their incentives. And let me read from the documents again. This is this is about as much commentary as we have on the matter. Uh, in an email dated August 13th, 2021, the company reported they had no plans to move forward with the KBI project. And KBI is Kentucky Business uh, Incentive. Incentive, that's right. So that's a like a performance-based incentive where you have to meet certain goals and peop- new jobs created to actually get these tax breaks. Yeah, so basically they're calling it off. They hadn't said why. But as we were referring to earlier, um, the industrial sector is very hot. So um, that, you know, I, I, I know, I'm not sure exactly where they were targeting for, uh, for this development, but uh, uh, we would likely, you know, I bet that space goes <laughs> because as Shay was saying, people, companies are out, you know, trying to outbid each other for, for industrial uh, real estate these days. So uh, interesting development there. Uh, and we'll switch gears again. Like I said, busy show today, Jason, there's no more train at the zoo. <laughs> and I just wrote WTFH. <laughs> so what happened with the train? At the figure zoo? That I guess it's been closed for a minute. Now they're trying to, now they're trying to sell the train. Yeah. It's funny. I wrote the story. I was at the zoo last weekend and looking at the, the old train tracks. I remember when we put our son in there a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So two years ago, it, it shut down. I'm sure everybody remembers the uh, the massive sinkhole that hit the Louisville Mega Cavern, and it affected the zoo because that was actually underneath an undeveloped part of the zoo that was near a uh, train tunnel, and yeah. so um, it would have cost about a million dollars to repair and to uh, replace a certain part of the track, and that was just too much for the zoo to bear. Yeah. To see bear. What I did there? Oh, ah, I see. I see it. what you did there. <laughs> but no, yeah. it's, it's on sale. It's I'm trying online. to think of another pun. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to resist the the, the dead joke. 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's it's on sale for uh, if you have fifty thousand dollars, yeah, you can hop online and uh, uh, make a bid. It's an online auction going on. So it was it was active from two thousand thirteen to two thousand eighteen. So you know, it's five years, but still, you know, a lot of people yeah. enjoyed hopping on there with their kids and seeing the zoo. Well, I'd be lying if I said this wasn't said. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see um yeah that, that one uh that went wow. like a, Down, yeah that a was that balloon. was a stretch yeah <laughs> uh anyway um could parents get on the train or was it uh, yeah. was it small enough just for kids okay i wasn't yeah, sure i always saw it and i was jealous that i was a grown-up and couldn't get on that train <laughs> but, <laughs> the but, carousel is still there though so if you, you know if you're looking for some alternative uh entertainment there the zoo, you, can, you can hop on that so we're, yeah. we're i have two boys under you know five so this and we live pretty close to the zoo so it's um definitely one of our go-to places for sure so yeah and they said you know not not to fear where they're still trying to look for new exhibits yeah and, and you never know, know what might be up to sleeve there mm-hmm. yeah so uh good luck to the zoo in selling the train did you mention the price tag yet i can't remember i did fifty thousand dollars is the cost so yes. yeah if you have a few spare bucks laying around for for a miniature train yeah that's uh I'm sure somebody out in Norton Commons can maybe they can put it out there and uh, kids can. It is perfect for watch proper hill. Yeah, watch hill proper. <laughs> Come on, it's right a cool name. Property. Deliver your bourbon <laughs> right to your door. Exactly. I mean, Get that. We could just solve our transit woes with the with the uh, zoo train. Yeah, yeah exactly. put it downtown, man. We hop on there to the right down <laughs> Market Street from New Lou to downtown. Yeah, exactly. We need that. Yeah, we've been wanting the light rail. <laughs> this is very light rail. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, that's pretty much all the news we have this week. Uh, I did want to mention this is Chris's probably his last show. Chris, I don't, I don't know if we'll get you on again, but just just to be safe, we'll figure we'd we'd have you on. Uh, who knows? You know, you could be leading some healthcare organization down the road, and we could bring you back here. But uh, you're you're moving on to to uh, greener pastures, right? Yep. Uh, taking another reporting job. Uh, I'll still be here in the area. It's a remote gig, so I'll still be living in the in the Louisville area. That's a, mm-hmm. a plus side on top of, you know, the uh, the new role. Well, um, I, uh, I, you know, I hate to see you go, but it sounds like a good opportunity for you. And, uh, you know, it's uh, you've been on the show since it started because i think we started about two years ago and you were on the wasn't the first episode but i'm pretty sure you're on the second episode if i remember correctly yeah so, it was yeah second you, episode and you've popped in many times since then so uh so hate to see you go but good luck to you um and i think that actually is all we have for for you on this week's show now i'm trying to decide if i'll let chris share his social media handle like i usually do i guess i will uh just in case anyone has any last minute uh, business with chris you gotta put him on the spot man that's what his favorite story was and all that jazz come on dude. oh yeah didn't i do that did i do that to somebody else i did that to marty, did that to marty. <laughs> all right yeah well that's a good question favorite part of the job something <laughs> what are you gonna miss how about that one uh, what am I going to miss? Uh, definitely going to miss working with you guys to yeah. get a, to get a little a little cheesy and sentimental. But I've shared this before, and I'll uh, in 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 chats in the office, but I'll share it again. Um, you hear a lot of like empty and sometimes kind of dumb sounding like business platitudes in this job because you're dealing with executive and business types, and some of them like they can't get beyond just speaking in business cliches. So you hear a mm-hmm. lot of them. Uh, but one that you'll hear a lot is like, you know, don't pick a job, pick a boss, you know, trying to show it, 
the point of that being to try to show you that even if you know your job you know is harder or it's not what you expected it like if you work for good people you're going to be okay and that your career will be better be more benefited by working for good people as opposed to working for something that looks a little flashier on a resume yeah so so that that was my favorite part is work is actually getting a chance to work with you guys and getting to actually become you know the journalist that i am today because of the managers when i came to business first uh it's rough i wouldn't honestly wasn't a very good reporter uh, <laughs> but you know a little less than five years later um i feel like i've improved a lot and that's because you, because of the the managers here especially shane and lisa who's now the boss of our all of my bosses yeah yeah um i think uh definitely you've you've kind of come into the role of healthcare and the the role you're taking on now is healthcare related so you definitely filled in that niche of uh you know being able to talk about healthcare in a business sense uh in a lot of different ways so it's been uh it's been good to watch you kind of come into that and um i bet i can guess your favorite story i'm gonna try this and you tell okay. me if i'm if i'm right or wrong it was the one about Bashir, Andy Bashir, uh, and uh, and re uh, renegotiating the Medicaid contracts. Uh, when at one point he said that was going to be re renegotiated, and then you sifted through a ton of public records and found that, uh, yeah, it was renegotiated or was rebid, but uh, they, he used the same bidders as his predecessor, um, Matt Bevan, in order to evaluate those contracts. So it's yeah, it was rebid by the exact same people looking at the exact same things. So uh, yep. I think you, I think you enjoyed writing that story. Would that would would that be your favorite, or did, was there other ones that out? Yeah, I'm that one? I'm really I'm really bad at picking taking favorites of anything uh but that's definitely up there because it kind of i got to experience kind of the full breadth of of uh reporting there where mm -hmm. you know you look at you get the chance to you know look at the story or the public narrative and then actually test it out right using uh you know probably one of the most important journalistic tools that you have and that's access to op to government records through open records laws mm -hmm. we're able to suss out that you know despite what Andy Bashir said about the Medicaid contracts, you know, yes, he rebid them, but he used a subset of the, of the Bevan team. And that subset of the Bevan team pretty much came to exactly the same conclusions as they did before. So like there was no new thought. It yeah. was just the same process repeated under a democratic governor. But then, you know, Bashir tried to hold up the awards that his administration handed out and being like, well, you know, we looked at this, you know, through a Republican administration and a Democrat, you know, administration, these awards must be, you know, must be, you know, good and correct when they were just, it was, there was no, it was the same no new evaluation. Evaluate. Yeah, same. exactly. Uh, yeah, it's always fun. A, a big, a fun part of this job, I'd say, is just discovering something like that and kind of having that uh, eureka moment when you're just like, you you said one thing, but, you know, in, in you know, bringing it to light that, you know, it's kind of, kind of just something like that. Like, you know, it was, it was, it was more, um, I don't want to say for show cause I don't want to, uh, um, I don't want to editorialize on it, but, uh, it was something that, you know, maybe wasn't out there in front the way it should have been. So, yeah. um, the listeners out there who haven't uh, read Chris's profile of Andre Kimo Stone guest, a new fund for the art CEO is highly recommend. Chris did an awesome job explaining how he rekindled his love of his little hometown and to lead this organization. It's just a really good job of storytelling. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So plenty of uh, plenty of Chris Larson uh, hits out there. Um, we could do an infomercial type thing like they used to do in the seventies, where Chris Larson goes through all his hits. But uh, uh, <laughs> we won't do that. We will actually just wrap up the show. Uh, Chris, I'll let you start out here. Where people can find you, uh, you know, one last time here, and I will guess share the personal Twitter handle too. Yep, you can find me uh, on LinkedIn under my name, Chris Larson. Uh, I've got the profile picture with the black button down shirt. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Chris Larson. That's U H H Chris Larson. Tried hard not to smile this time. Um, Jason, every time. I know every time. I love that Twitter handle. Jason, where can people find you on uh, on social media? Yeah, I'm active on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas and on LinkedIn under my name, Jason Thomas. Ellie, where can people find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Eleanor and on LinkedIn at Eleanor Tolbert. All right. Shay, I imagine people will find a lot of uh, Astros-related tweets from you this week. Yeah, my, uh, so as Chris is leaving, we'll be able to welcome uh, in two new reporters uh, starting in consecutive weeks to the newsroom. Um, and today, one of their computers got delivered to my house. And I have this weird, I have an Astros flag in my front yard, and then I'm wearing an Astros t-shirt today out of superstition for the game today. And the FedEx guy was like, Astros, huh? And I'm like, oh, here we go. And he's like, I was like, yeah. And he's like, eh, we'll see how they do. And then he walked off. And the last computer, I'm not kidding, the last computer that got delivered by a FedEx guy was a guy who was a Dodgers fan and was like, ah. and I'm like, man, the FedEx, the FedEx guys are into the baseball. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, my uh, Twitter handle is just my name at Shay Van Hoy uh, on LinkedIn some. Um, and those are the two primary places and wanted to also wish Chris the best. Um, when I told Lisa, I was like, yeah, you know, he, Chris has almost been here because Lisa's, you know, got promoted and then I got promoted and, you know, she, she's not as involved in the editorial side nearly as much anymore. I was like, you know, Chris was getting close to his fifth anniversary and she's like five years. And I said, yeah, I mean, you like, he started like six months after I started. So, um, he's, we've been, we've worked together almost, uh, well, his whole time and almost my whole time. So, um, I'm glad he's staying around and know he'll do awesome things. All right. I second that. And you can find me on social media under that handle man 3001 i'm there on uh, link i'm there on twitter and instagram under that name you can also find me under the name david man on linkedin if you like this podcast you can find it on popular podcast services including apple podcast spotify stitcher and radio public thank you very much chris thank you jason thank you ellie thank you shay and thank you guys for listening to us at home And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.